From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4BB. This is WIA and the National News Service for week commencing October 30, 2016. More than 250 military communications experts from over 20 countries converged in Brisbane for a crucial HF radio exercise mid-month. They came from more than 20 Indo-Pacific partner nations gathered at the Australian Defence Forces, the ADF Gallipoli Barracks in Brisbane for Exercise Pacific Endeavour to test radio interoperability issues and exchange ideas. An annual event, Pacific Endeavour, is designed to test firsthand the importance of speed and interoperability of multinational communication assets when responding to a natural disaster. Pacific Endeavour's 2016's focus was on transmitting data via HF, with participants using other countries' radios to send not only voice, but also email and images of simulated national disaster damage back to the control centre using IP over RF. Scenario Chairman Lieutenant Commander Andy Stalker said HF is still useful in the digital age in typical disaster relief situations when telephone wires could be down and ground stations might be without power or even destroyed. He said there have been significant advances in HF technology in recent years which brings this communication method into the 21st century. Emergency service agencies across Queensland can now launch a collaborated response when disaster strikes thanks to a communication portal developed by Dialogue IT. The quarter-of-a-million-dollar Queensland disaster portal, built on Microsoft SharePoint 2013, gives key stakeholders up-to-date emergency information and access to resources, guidelines and policies related to disaster management. Queensland Police, Fire and Emergency Services Minister Bill Byrne said the delivery of the project represented a new era for disaster management in Queensland. The Disaster Management Portal will improve Queensland's ability to prevent, prepare, respond and recover when emergencies and disasters strike through increased collaboration and the sharing of essential information, he said. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, President of the WIA. The WIA Board has appointed Chris Hendry, VK3PAT, as WIA Treasurer. The decision was made at the October Board meeting by teleconference. At the same meeting, Jeff, VK5IU, was appointed Assistant Treasurer, and both will commence immediately. Each candidate is well-credentialed, with appropriate formal qualifications and a long experience in financial roles over many years. Their enthusiasm and backgrounds, including MYOB knowledge, made them both most suitable for appointment. Each has unanimous support of the WIA board. The WIA sought expressions of interest for the two positions from early September, with applications closing on the 21st of October. Advertising avenues included the website, Amateur Radio Magazine and the VK1 WIA weekly broadcast. Tasks for the Treasurer include preparing yearly budgets based on past performance, attendance at monthly board teleconferences, submission of interim financial statements to the board, preparation of of end-of-year financial reports for review by the WIA auditor, and presentation to WIA members at the annual general meeting, along with general involvement in the financial and corporate affairs of the Institute. 
In cooperation with the President and the Executive Administrator, the Treasurer is also required to submit yearly financial reports to the ACMA in relation to work performed on behalf of the Commonwealth in examination certificate of proficiency issue and callsign recommendation services. Chris, VK3PAT, will immediately immerse himself in the WIA's finances and operations and then report his views to the board with recommendations concerning the way forward. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, for the WIA. Thanks, Phil. Still ahead in WIA board talk this week, we'll be hearing from Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, and an important announcement about the WIA to close. War Memorial approves image for QSL card. The Australian War Memorial has approved and endorsed the Vietnam War field photo of Australian soldiers and three helicopters as the image on the VI6 BLT QSL card. This iconic image, copyright owned by the Australian War Memorial, has soldiers waiting to be picked up by US helicopters and is etched on the Vietnam Forces National Memorial, Canberra. War Memorial Director Brendan Nelson, apologising for his delayed reply to an earlier WIA letter, is delighted to give permission. Brendan has written to the WIA President, Phil, wishing the event success and encourages veterans to tell their stories. Apart from the QSL card, the image also is on an earlier story about the event on the WIA website. Malcolm Johnston, VK6LC, who spearheaded the Australia-wide commemorative event for the 50th anniversary of the Battle of Long Tan, will use the backdrop on VI6BLT QSL cards for more than 2,000 contacts. A full story of VI6, VI1 and VI8BLT appear in the November edition of Amateur Radio magazine, and hopefully VI4BLT as well. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, from the WIA Spectrum Strategy Committee, with news on the Institute's response to the ACMA's proposed update to the Australian Radio Frequency Spectrum Plan. Late in September, the Australian Communications and Media Authority, the ACMA, released a discussion paper and proposed changes to the Australian Radio Frequency Spectrum Plan with a four-week deadline for submissions from stakeholders. The WIA Spectrum Strategy Committee prepared a comprehensive response to the proposed update of the Spectrum Plan, submitting it on the deadline of the 24th of October. The Australian Radio Frequency Spectrum Plan includes a table of frequency allocations from 8.3 kHz through to 420 terahertz that divides up the spectrum to show the general purpose of each band to which services the bands are allocated and associated footnotes relevant to particular allocations. It was last reviewed in 2013. Following up on previous submissions on amateur licence conditions to the ACMA in 2014 and in April this year, the WA's response to the proposed spectrum plan update seeks access to new bands at 70 MHz and 920 MHz, in addition to the new global amateur band at 5.3 MHz, 60 metres, agreed at the World Radio Communication Conference, WRC 15, last November. In addition, the WIA is seeking primary amateur radio status for the 50 to 52 MHz half of the 6 metre band, replacing the present secondary status and extensions to the 160 metre band and the 80 metre DX window. In the submission, the WIA notes 
with evident relief, that there are few changes that impact the 25 amateur bands spread throughout the table of frequency allocations. However, the Institute highlights the issue that the secondary amateur allocations, where amateurs share bands with primary users, face pressures of spectrum demand and possible loss of band access from telecommunications services and applications for the Internet of Things. This is particularly so for amateur bands across the microwave spectrum. Accordingly, the WIA submission advocates that, while the position and expectations of primary users is understood, the amateur service should retain some access in all current bands anywhere in the spectrum where amateurs presently have secondary status to uphold the fundamental principles embodied in the definition of the amateur service of self-training, experimentation and intercommunications for personal aims and without pecuniary interest. This signals the Institute's long-held position that some band access is retained where spectrum demand and consequent allocations whittles away parts of a secondary amateur band. Microwave enthusiasts will be aware of this affecting the 9cm band. The ACMA introduced two additions to its long-existing catch-all clause, Clause 10, that enables it to allocate or permit use of a frequency band for a purpose different from that specified in the table of frequency allocations. Clause 10 had eight sub-clauses in the 2013 Spectrum Plan, and the ACMA introduced a ninth regarding satellite space-to-earth services and a tenth sub-clause to allow use of a frequency band by an unspecified service, in quotes, by written agreement with an incumbent service, provided that harmful interference is unlikely. The WIA signalled its support for the new clause 1010 as the Institute's view is that it enables a more dynamic response to changing circumstances in demand for and use of spectrum and I quote, particularly in response to changing circumstances and new developments, which in the past has been difficult to accommodate in a timely manner, if at all, end quote. A drafting error in the table of frequency allocations affecting the 40 metre amateur band was picked up by some eagle eyes of the Spectrum Strategy Committee. The proposed update to the Spectrum Plan lists broadcasting as a primary service in the Australian allocation of the 7100 to 7300 kHz band, when in fact this was removed back in 2009. The WIA has requested that the table of frequency allocations be corrected, along with a related footnote. The updated Spectrum Plan is expected to begin on 1st January 2017. Once it is amended, Affected subordinate legislation, such as licence conditions, will also be amended subsequently. The ACMA has advised previously that, due to various factors, all foreshadowed changes may not occur by the end of 2016. The ACMA will publish on its website stakeholder responses to the proposed updates to the Australian Radio Frequency Spectrum Plan in due course. The WIA submission can be downloaded from a news item which you will find posted to the WIA website. This has been Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH for VK1WIA News. Thanks, Roger. Now, as we said, the WIA office is closed Tuesday. What's happening Tuesday? Well, the 1st of November, Melbourne Cup Day, and it's also a public holiday in VK3. So the WIA office closed Tuesday. 
From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. IARU Region 2 meeting in Chile. Hosted by the Radio Club of Chile, this Spanish and English bilingual meeting was held on October 10-14, to 14, attended by member societies in the Americas, plus representatives from the International Amateur Radio Union Administrative Committee, Regions 1 and Region 3. The conference had a minute silence for the passing of the King of Thailand, Bumabola Dalyade, Hotel Sierra 1 Alpha, once an active radio amateur and patron of the Radio Amateur Society of Thailand. Working groups were formed to handle a busy agenda that included administrative and spectrum issues before putting recommendations to the meeting's plenary session. The IARU Region 2 HF band plan is now reviewed in an ongoing process and in consultation with the two other regions, a single global band is being sought. The conference resolved to ask CITEL, Inter-American Telecommunications Commission, to adhere to reciprocal and automatic operation by radio amateurs in all cases. Member societies were briefed on the IARU plan for the ITU World Radio Communications Conference in 2019. The next IARU Region 2 conference in three years will be hosted by Radio Club Peruano in Lima, Peru. 60 metres for Luxembourg. Since the 10th of October, the new WRC 15 60 metre band has been released for amateur radio use in Luxembourg. The update to the National Frequency Plan allows the use from 5351.5 to 5366.5 kHz on a secondary basis with an effective radiated power of 15 watts. The Luxembourg Lima X-Ray Zero Hotel Fox CW Beacon presently operates on 5205.25 kHz. The BEEB News report that in an auction in Devizes, one of the biggest involving Titanic memorabilia in many years, a postcard sent by the ship's heroic chief wireless operator sold for £19,000. The postcard was from the ship's senior wireless operator, 25-year-old Jack Phillips from Farncombe in Surrey, who carried on sending distress messages to other ships as the Titanic sank. Phillips, who drowned, was described as the man who saved us all by survivor and fellow wireless operator Harold Bridge. The card, signed Love All, Jack, describes the weather as the ship left cows on the Isle of Wight. It was sold for £19,000. On October 7 and 8, Echo India 2, Hotel Bravo Bravo and Echo India 4, Juliet November took part in a multi-agency exercise on Valentia Island, County Kerry. The event focused on the capabilities of the voluntary organisations in missing person searches and on the command and control structure. Of particular interest was the civil defence camera drones, coast guard abseiling and search dog skills. AREN demonstrated APRS tracking and the mobile command post. More on Rescue Radio when we look at special interest group news a little further down the VK1 WIA log today. The battle continues between Radio Eritrea, voice of the broad masses, and Radio Ethiopia, which is said to be jamming the Eritrean broadcaster with broadband white noise. 
The problem for radio amateurs is that the battle is taking place in the 40 metre phone band 7.145 and 7.175 MHz with the jamming signal reported by the IARU Region 1 monitoring system to be 20 kHz wide on each channel. The on-air conflict has been going on for years. Ethiopia constructed new transmitting sites in 2008 and is said to use two or three of them for jamming purposes. According to IARUMS Region 1 Coordinator Wolf Hadell, Delta Kilo 2 Oscar Mike, Radio Eritrea is airing separate programs on each frequency. He said in the IARU-MS newsletter that telecommunications regulators in Germany, Austria and Switzerland have been informed. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason VK2LAW. Who and where are our regular broadcast stations? Check times and channels and locations on wia.org.au. Make sure your favourite outlet is listed and sending us your callbacks each week. Now to Operational News 2016, I'm Felix VK for FUQ. October 2930, CQWWDX SSB Contest. Always October last full weekend. November 11-14, the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award Activation. November 26-27, WIA VHF UHF Spring Field Day. November 26-27, CQ WWDX CW Contest. Always the last full weekend in November. December 1-31, annual youngsters on the air, Yota. Whatever floats your boat, only days until the VI4SEA commemoration. The special event station VI4SEA, which stands for Sydney Emden Action, honours the brave officers and sailors on HMAS Sydney in the SMS Emden that engaged each other on November 9, 1914 off Cocos Keeling Islands in the Indian Ocean. It remembers those involved with what was the first action in World War I by the Royal Australian Navy. VI4SEA begins November 1 and continues through that fateful day in November 9. The full story with pictures can be found on the QRZ.com website. National Day of the Republic of Turkey Grand National Assembly on 29 October 1923. To commemorate the proclamation of management on October 29 every year is celebrated in Turkey and Northern Cyprus as a national holiday. TC29 EKM between the 28th and 31st of October 2016 is on the air. Award news. Congratulations Frank VK7BC. Frank VK7BC has just been added to the Worldwide Antarctic Program Award honour roll for working over 100 call signs from at least 20 different countries in Antarctica. The only other awarder to a VK station was John VK2FR who was the first a few years ago. Victoria National Parks Activation Record So far there are 34 parks registered in November's annual Keith Roger Memorial National Parks activity period. Among the latest are Col VK5HCF Portable 3 and Tom VK5EE Portable 3, previous supporters of this annual event, who will be in Cobo, Burnie and Mount Richmond National Parks. Peter VK3PF State for Borbora and Mitchell River. While Amateur Radio Victoria VK3WI will be at the Brisbane Rangers, with David VK5DG signing as VK3TUN as Lower Glenelg National Park. Point Nepean and Mornington National Parks will be heard under the VK3SRC call sign. There is no restriction on the number of times the park may be registered. Why not get out and activate one yourself? It only takes a few hours. 
Within easy reach of Melbourne are Organ Pipes and Dandenong Ranges National Parks. Also still to be registered are Mount Buffalo, Lake Alden, Barrowa Pine Mountain, Erinandra, Great Otway, Man Eccles, Murray Sunset and the Lakes National Parks. All call signs, their times in National Park are on the Parks and Peak website. The 6th Annual Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award activation period is Friday the 11th until Monday the 14th of November. Amateur Radio Magazine contents for November. Adorning the cover is the Chris Jones Award presentation to Jenny Wardrop, VK3WQ, and an inside story on her numerous contributions. In the WIA comment, President Phil Waite, VK2ASD, writes that the voluntary board of the WIA has been subjected to numerous assertions and allegations by those who seem to want to take the Institute in a different direction. He reflects on the lead-up and the move for members to decide on whether or not substantial money should be spent on the three-year operational audit and review. In a personal view, Phil VK2ASA says that the WIA detractors have been very active and together with some heightened sense of corporate grandeur and of injustice, it makes for a bit of a storm on the horizon. Interested WIA members may like to read this comment, which goes into great detail about the matter. An excellent review on the new 630-metre transverter comes from Justin Giles Clark, VK7TW. The Australian-made transverter was at both ends of the world distance two-way record on September the 15th between VK4YB and VE7SL. The four battle of Long Tan, 50th anniversary station, are detailed. From Peter Parker, VK3YE, comes two articles, a balanced antenna coupler for portable use, plus decoding the lingo of ham radio ads, while Stephen Island, VK3VM, discusses the radio telephony alphabet. Some amateur fun in the wilds of Papua New Guinea is an article from Ewan Templeton, VK3OW, and Michael Wakefield, P29WA. The usual comments of special or, or regional interest are there too. Amateur Radio Magazine, the WIA Journal, is now being distributed. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3, Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1 WIA. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, and we'll start this week's special interest group news with a look at our solar system and finish with a climb to the top of the mountain thanks to Ed, DD5LP. According to NASA's long-range solar forecast, cycle 25 peaking around 2022 could be one of the weakest in centuries. This could be another more than minimum, which will affect HF frequencies where the MUF could drop down to the lower frequencies. But don't despair, because now's the time to start exploring the VHF bands on 50, 70 and 144 MHz, which you'll find much more challenging than HF, perhaps. But I digress. More on DXing and the plumber's band in a moment. Hans Kotze, ZS6BZP, reports that the solar activity is expected to be at very low levels and no major solar flaring is expected. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier 
RS transceiver problem. The VHF handheld transceiver used for the amateur radio on the International Space Station program has begun to display an error message, and it's currently unusable. It's been in use for more than 16 years, and in that time has connected students worldwide with astronauts on board the ISS. While the RS technical team evaluates the best path to restore operation from the ISS Columbus module, RS contacts will be supported using the Kenwood radio in the Russian service module. During this period, the packet digipeter will be unavailable. Australian RS coordinator Shane Lynn, VK4KHZ, says that when the problem was found with the radio on the Columbus module, astronaut K. Rubens, KG5FYJ, quickly reconfigured the Russian service module radio so that a scheduled contact could proceed with the Peter Kewitt Institute in Omaha, Nebraska. The RS technical team is still evaluating the problem and may use some UHF frequencies for future contacts. Meantime, the RS hardware team is moving ahead with its planned upgrade of space communications equipment. RS stalwart Frank Boyer, KA3HDO, reports that a very major milestone has occurred with NASA experts offering advice and agreeing on a new radio and a multi-voltage power supply. The final design process is to be completed over the next few months, with RS hoping to have the new hardware system launched as early as October 2017. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio HAMS Help on Disaster Response Typhoon Hamer, which hit the north of the Philippines, has left a path of debris-destroyed infrastructure, damaged 46,000 homes and businesses, affected agriculture and fishing, plus resulted in flooding and landslides. This is how the United Nations Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, or OCHA, described the latest of this year's 12 storms to hit the archipelago. The Philippine Amateur Radio Association, PARA, was ready for HAMA, having activated a Tiro net on 7.110 MHz for the earlier typhoon Shakira on Luzon Island. That category typhoon moved westward but weakened quickly. Robert Vincencio, DU1VHY, reports that Hero was ready as Super Typhoon Hamer smashed into the northern Philippines with winds gusting over to 300 kilometres per hour and forcing thousands to flee. The frequency of 7.110 was used as Typhoon Shakira then, with its winds and rainfall, made its presence known in the area of Luzon Island. No sooner had TC Shakira passed through the area of Luzon Island were eyes on Typhoon Hamer. Roberto DU1VHY reports that the Hero Net with 130 stations gave weather power and flooding reports. Other ham groups like the United Methodist Amateur Radio Club UMARC sent members led by DV1YIN to travel north to the province of Isabella. The communication task was big and providing affected families with essential ready access information from the local government units and humanitarian agencies. Worldwide special interest groups, VHF and above, the plumber's delight. Are you looking for some VHF DX? Well, no matter where you live, look for SSB activity on the lower end of the two metre band which is now picking up. For example, if you live in central Victoria or on the VK5 border region, join the regulars who activate from 8am most mornings with improved conditions resulting from weather pattern changes. Some good openings are expected this coming months. 
It's also a great way to prepare for the Australia-wide VHF-UHF Spring Field Day on November the 26th and 27th, with the rules available on the WIA website, wia.org.au. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Summits in the Air Summits on the Air, Summit to Summit, International Event, 22nd of October 2016. With more, here is Mr Ed. October 22nd saw the Summits on the Air, Australia to Europe, Summit to Summit event. 51 summits across Europe, Australia, New Zealand and Japan were registered by their activators as intending to take part in this two-hour super activation. When 0630 UTC arrived, with weather varying from freezing cold to pouring with rain in Europe, and not a lot better in Australia, the SOTA activators started their calls. Between 6.30 and 8.30 UTC, 73 summits were activated, 22 more than expected. At times, the number of active summits made it difficult to find a free frequency on 20 metres to call CQ on. Thanks to Gerard of VK2IO for the following audio clip of my signal crackling through the ether from southern Bavaria to New South Wales, Australia. Unfortunately, no contact was made due to QRM from QRO stations in Europe, who often started up transmissions on top of the QRP SOTA stations. VK2 India Oscar Portable, any copy of The organisers, Andrew VK1AD and Mike 2E0YYY, declared the event a success and planning is underway for future Australia to Europe SOTA events, most likely twice a year around the dates that we change the clocks in spring and autumn. Wishing all my friends in Australia best 73. This is Ed, Delta Delta 5, Lima Papa. Thanks Ed, and that brings us to the end of the WIA News for this week. I'm Robert VK3DN, and here's Graham, socialising again. And what better place to start on the social scene than the Gold Coast Hamfest on the 5th of November? Details were in last week's WIA News and also in this week's VK4 Q News. Melbourne QRP by the Bay at Chelsea Beach, November 5 from 3pm. November 6, VK5 Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society Hamfest, 8am. November 20 and VK3 Rosebud Radio Fest, tickets on sale, 8am. November 26 in VK7, the Miana Hamfest, Saturday the 26th to 2017 and February the 26th, the Central Coast Field Day at Wyong, enter at 8.30. March 26 in VK3, EMDRC's Hamfest, the Great Ryrie Primary School, Heathmont. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.